0: You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series,
1: a Salt Studios production.
0: School in the modern age is very collaborative. It's not just about teaching students the basics to get a job. With so much choice, students will follow many paths to find what it is they love. And as we know, it's rare to find someone these days that's held the same job within the same company for their entire career. The journey begins at school and it's now why schools invest time into students to help them discover what drives them and what they want to pursue. If parents are part of the conversation too, students will no doubt be able to make informed choices about what subjects are best suited to their interests. As a recent school leaver, that was Callan Neesmith's experience. Now at 22, the discussions he had back then with his schoolmates, teachers and parents enabled him to decide on a career and give him the tools needed to follow his passion. Callan, thanks very much for sitting down and having a chat with us in this podcast episode. Thanks, Luke. We want to talk to you about your career, about your education that led you into your career. You're obviously pretty young. How old are you? I'm 22. Right. Okay. So basically, very recently, you've made some pretty clear decisions on what you want to achieve in life and what you want your career to look like, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It took me a couple of years of uni to figure it out, but I'm on the right path now, I think.
0: Okay, so let's go back to the start then. So, we're talking about your high school education. You graduated in 2017, so that's pretty recently. How was your school experience?
1: School is great from my perspective. I did like a pretty good range of subjects as well, from like languages to English and did my maths as well, although I didn't really like them. (laughs) Jumped into a couple of creative subjects as well. So, I definitely really enjoyed those and gave me a good platform for where I wanted to go with university and from there as well. How did you discover that uh, the creative path was the one for you? I always kind of knew as a kid I wanted to kind of do something creatively. Obviously at the time I didn't know but I used to really be into architecture when I was like younger and I remember my mum telling me that you know architecture is really mathy and I didn't really like that so I knew I had some sort of interest in some sort of creative direction but it was just a matter of pinpointing exactly where I wanted to go. And then I did Viscom in year 12 and year 11 as well. And that's where I figured out, oh, yeah, I actually really like this. I imagine your mother was someone you relied on
0: quite heavily here, right, given her chosen career path, which is helping others choose their careers, right? Yeah, she's fantastic. What are some of the conversations you were having there to discuss and discover
1: what you wanted to do? I guess she nudged me in as many different directions as possible, you know, which ones do I kind of like, and landed on design just by way of really enjoying it. It's one of those things that I just, I I get into and then I can just do it for hours Mm -hmm. and then just completely forget that I'm actually doing work. And I think that's why I ended up really enjoying it was that I struggled finding something that I really enjoyed doing without feeling like I was working.
0: So in terms of you and your friends when you're at high school, did they go down the creative path as well or were you kind of a a lone wolf in regards to, to wanting to pursue something different?
1: Weirdly enough, none of us kind of ended up doing the same thing, so we had a couple people doing commerce degrees, people doing law degrees and stuff, and there's really me and one other bloke who ended up doing something creative. So what are some of the areas they've gone into? I guess we're all a group of relatively smart blokes, I hope, (laughs) (laughs) but they're all doing the sciences and the commerce and the laws and things Mm -hmm. like that as well, so... You're definitely a really smart group of people, but very different in our academic tastes.
0: Mm. What's the driver for you to just continue down that path, knowing that potentially these people, your mates around you are going to have that stable, steady job, uh, career? Has there been any thoughts given to that, that it's just the passion that's, that's driving you to get there?
1: It's definitely not something that crosses my mind a lot. But it's, it's definitely a bit of a problem when it comes to the creative industry is that it's not as stable as other jobs per se. It definitely comes down to like, I just want to pursue something I'm really passionate about, regardless of whether it pays off in the long run kind of thing. I know that if I go at it as hard as I can that I know it'll work out yeah it's one of those industries as well which has been expanding so much as in like I guess when I started the university degree I was like oh I'm going to be a graphic designer but now there's UX designers and there's communication designers and you've got like industrial designers there's so many different branches of it kind of thing as well and I think it's slowly almost becoming like a misconception that it's not like a viable career path because of its financial background is, and it's definitely something that you can do if you're just passionate about it.
0: Did you ever find at high school that the things you wanted to pursue were not accepted by others or not considered a smart choice by others?
1: I think that I wasn't a hundred percent sure when I was at high school still, I think that I kind of got caught up in the muck of year 12 and just trying to get through a kind of thing that I didn't give a lot of thought as to like, oh, where do I really want to go with my career path? And I think it came down to just trusting my gut. I feel like once people got into university and you, you know, try your hand at something, you know pretty quickly whether or not this is something that you want to do. If you really like it, you'll end up just doing it anyway. What are some of the things you did learn
0: at university that are directly relevant to graphic design now?
1: Well, personally I'm at Monash, so I think Monash does a really good job at helping people. It lets people try all the different design routes. It'll give you a chance to do some UX design, it'll give you a chance to do some motion design, it'll give you some chance to do you know, some graphic design, a bit more traditional, which is fantastic in that you won't box yourself into just uh, one kind of design space. You can become like a bit of a jack of all trades which is definitely a path some people in my degree have decided to take is be the best at everything. Whereas some people find that they end up specializing in one of these routes they take and, you know, both have their benefits. Yep.
0: Are you the best at everything?
1: Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Come on, you're allowed to talk yourself up. <laughs> oh God, I so wish, but there were so many talented people yeah, at yeah, university yeah. that you're exposed to. It's mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really like you are a small fish in a Yeah. A big C. So,
0: for you, then, were you more interested in specializing in a particular
1: area? Well, I think that there is still time for me to decide exactly what creative path I want to take as well. And talking to people in the industry has helped me understand that people have career changes, but within the same industry. And so I think that at the moment I went from starting university, as I said before, being like, oh, I'm going to be a graphic designer because that's the only kind of designer I know and that everyone knows. And I've moved more into, or I might want to become like a digital designer, for example, or I like the idea of being a UX designer. And it really just takes time and being in the same industry space means that you're not having to learn a bunch of new hard skills all the time as well. It's one of these areas where you can jump across these different touchstones, provided you have a foundation and, you know, enough confidence to kind of back yourself Mm -hmm. as well.
0: What are some of the things you've learned going through university that have been relevant to, to where you are now?
1: A big thing that I learned from going to university, I probably two actually the first one was like the importance of networking and not networking and just the sense of talk to people so you can get a job with them later on in life building relationships with people in the industry because with social media and how interconnected you can be with everyone it's so easy to talk to people and find them what they're doing and reaching out to someone could end up being like an opportunity six months down the track And the second one definitely was the whole like discipline thing of like can you put yourself in a studio for example for four hours and work flat out and is it something you're going to enjoy and is it something you can see yourself getting bored of quickly or is it something you could do for like weeks on end and still keep doing it.
0: So in terms of that there, um, where you're talking about building relationships, I think that's very important, particularly around social media. Is that why you've got your Instagram profile, which has, has some very, very talented work on there? Is that basically a, a digital portfolio of what you're doing? So someone who meets you can see that and then they can just automatically see the, the talent of your
1: work. I implore anyone who thinks that they want to get into it to have something that will keep them accountable to being creative. Because I found that before I had anything where I could upload my work or archive my work, I like to think of my Instagram as a bit of like an archive Mm. of things that I like to do. It keeps you accountable and encourages you to keep that creative mindset switched on as well. Because I find that it's one of these things that you can lose quite quickly. And it's nice to be able to you know, do a couple projects back to back because you stay in this mindset. Whereas it's it's hard to work in an industry like the creative one. If you're having to go from lots of work for six months and then have six months off and then try and get back into it, it's like learning to walk again.
0: In terms of building those relationships, as you mentioned at university, there's obviously a lot of interaction between other students. What's some advice there about how to sort of align yourself with people within the industries that you want to associate with?
1: I think like it really just comes down to beyond work, like just be nice to as many people as you can. It's nice to talk to people and understand like where they may be coming from, how they think about things differently, because if you're thinking of going into you know, just a single stream of design, the person you're working next to is going to think completely differently to you. When it comes to, you know, scrubbing up a project or something is that if you were left to, you know, by yourselves, you would come up with two completely different outcomes. And then if you bring yourselves together, you'd come up with a completely different outcome. So it's one of those things where there's unlimited potential with what you're doing with your work there's never a like set in stone or concrete answer to any of the problems you're going to be solving in your career.
0: Perhaps maybe this is something you did too amongst your peers. You'd get together and do some mock designs about something just for fun?
1: Yeah, I think another good thing about uni actually is that the studios they have are fantastic in that you'll all get the same brief. Uh, you'll either be like encouraged to work with someone or you'll end up working by yourself. And by the end of the four weeks or the six weeks that you're doing the project, you're going to get 20 completely different outcomes of the exact same question, which is so awesome to see at the end of it. Mm. And so talking to your peers, making friends with your peers and just being friendly in general is a really good way of teaching yourself to collaborate with other people. And it's one of those areas where you need to like get rid of your ego Because if you're going to be uptight about your particular way of thinking, you're never going to find the better outcome because, you know, more perspectives equals better outcomes in the end. We're going to talk about your
0: career in our next episode, but before we get there, some of the peers that you've mentioned there, what have they gone on to do?
1: Of the people who graduated last year... They have gone on to do internships with different studios around Melbourne. They've gone into streams where they're doing like a publication design or print design. um, Whereas I've decided to go into something in a more like digital space. So, yeah.
0: As you can hear, Callum loved the collaborative approach to his education either through working with others or seeing the ideas and designs of others come to life. That's vital when stepping into your career because in a professional environment, you'll be working with many different people who each have different ideas and wants. In our second episode with Callan Neesmith, we discover how he's pursuing his passion for graphic design in the gig economy.
1: You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series,
0: Assault Studios production.